Connected Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Chris, and I am joined by my very special co-host, Klaus. Klaus, what's up, bro? Hello. I I guess I'm a co-host today. We are the only not your usual here. co-host. There's no one else that you want to hear from, at least. So, Klaus, why don't we get into it? Uh, I think there's a third person on this call. You can introduce him if you really want to. I was hoping we could just ignore him, but uh, your, your co-host Jack Lathrop is also here. Hi. I knew that's where that was going. <laughs> I knew that's where that was going. Anyways, sadly, Jack is back again. Oh, he's always here. Jack is here. He's there. I can't finish that, but if you know Ted Lasso, you know what I'm going to say next. Well, I have a partner for the weekly bullying this week. So, yes, Klaus is here as a guest. You, you've heard his name every single week, and now you get to hear his voice, finally. How does it feel? Yeah. Uh, it feels weird to be on the podcast and, like, see you guys in the actual environment and not just hear your voice. Yeah. Or at Holiday World. I was going to yeah, say, Klaus might have the most exclusive episode of the Twisted Travelers podcast never recorded when he got to listen to Chris and I bicker for an hour and a half on the drive to Holiday World. Are we even going to talk about that trip? Because I mean, we can. Well. That's an idea. We, we we can get Klaus's trip reports that, that happened while we were uh, not recording. Yeah, this is like part two of the trip report recap. Yeah, there yeah. well, we go. So we'll chat about that, I'm sure. But we'll but start I mean, off. Oh, go ahead. Can I do them, please? Fine, do them. Thanks. We got some shout outs, y'all. Uh, of course, we got to shout out our friends Brian and Megan, who are living it up in Europe right now. Klaus, who is most definitely not on the show right now. Mikhail, Kelly, happy birthday, buddy, birthday from like two and a half months ago, but we're still talking about this. Allison's book and TDR, you big softies. I don't know who else do we want to shout out this week. Shout out Lost Island. Shout out uh, I I don't know anyone else we want to shout out. No, Klaus. Resounding silence. I, <laughs> I think love that's it. it. Yeah. Okay. We got a little bit of news. Uh, some of it really, really bad. Some of it, well, not as bad, but still maybe bad to some people. Um. The first bit, we're just gonna kind of, kind of do what we usually do when this happens, and uh, go past it pretty, pretty quick. Even oh. though it deserves, oh. you know, some seriousness. There was an accident in Sweden. Uh, Jetline, a ride that Jack has talked about plenty. Uh, I believe it derailed, and then one person died. So. Yeah derailed one person died i think nine others were hospitalized so terrible accident very sad yeah makes me sad schwarzkopf has had a tough run uh recently with this i don't really know what that's going on with it but can't keep happening so 
hopefully uh hopefully we don't see any more of that so those poor mm -hmm. people we're sorry um now we can get into something a little bit more lighthearted, but you know plenty of people will act like this is you know and really the, really important and the intamin fanboys cry and they and mourn the and their tears fill lake erie as zamperla rises from the ashes for top tail dragster zamperla yeah of all of all companies pretty much confirmed now to be doing top tail dragster 2.0 based on what what supports and track that's arrived right track support shipping manifests yeah i mean it's them parallel y'all i there's no way around it it's them parallel that intimate cedar fair relationship was never going to get rekindled yeah it was never going to get rekindled but i loved watching all these people believe it was it was very entertaining to me i was like mm, you're wrong here's all of the reasons you're wrong but you're wrong hey well gotta start somewhere why not start with one of the tallest droids in the entire world um so ho hopefully yeah. zamperla knocks it out of the park will they no idea it, it's getting a spike we know it's getting a spike yeah this is just a we're gonna have to wait and see situation i'm sure on paper the ride's gonna look awesome but plenty of question marks to to go around for mm -hmm. for this um hey adam sandy's over there he's just sitting over there in japan right now sipping on like scotch and probably laughing at all of us and i love it for him probably um here is a question for klaus klaus as somebody who never got to ride the original dragster are you sad you're gonna miss it or are you just happy it's gonna be around in some form well it's it's been a reality that i won't ride the original dragster for I don't know about a year and a half or two years now so yeah not very sad about it but it definitely is a bummer because it seems like that is the better of the two accelerators that are that fast and tall well i'll tell you this king is not that far behind i know it is, is no it is nowhere near as good as dragster was ka is garbage it's painted green for a reason it's garbage not all garbage is green I mean, I guess Oscar's Wacky Taxi is like green and brown, but they do almost the same thing. They just have slightly different restraints, and one isn't in Ohio. Yeah, it's in New Jersey. I think that's worse. It doesn't matter. The ride is the ride. Okay, you know what? Whatever. It's Dragster was better, but not that much better. That's 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 it. Mm -hmm. You one day, I'm sure you'll get to ride Ka and. If you ride in the front row, you'll definitely love it. So, I mean, I'm literally driving right past that park next week because I just don't want to deal with the shit show that is Great Adventure. And there we go, losing family-friendly <laughs> tags. And, hey, um, we're allowed one. You're always allowed one. Is it ever me that does this, people? Is it ever me? No, yeah. it's always me, but we uh -huh. always know it's going to be me. Whatever. Okay, that was the only news we uh had for the week there Nothing. might have been something else that happened but it wasn't important enough for me to remember or care about yeah good for you jack um hey i'm reddit being down is like killing it like if you want this fix go fix reddit like someone of our like 80 listeners has that power right yeah, surely sure that's a big number um 
So what on earth is on your door? Huh? You know what I'm pointing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's my big monkey. (laughs) Okay. It's my big monkey. What's what's wrong with my big monkey? I was just like, what on earth is that? This is the Alucard hands. So you can hang like that. Now that now that you say it's a monkey, I see that it's a monkey. But I was so confused. Like, what yeah. if... a lot of people think that he's really ugly, or ugly, which is exactly why I wanted him. Uh, I don't he's think he's funny. ugly. Thank you. He's got a weird body shape, though. But yeah, that's my big we, monkey. We, <laughs> we don't body shame around here. So, right of the week. Uh, Klaus can get a little bit more involvement in this one. We're down to five rides. That's Nemesis in the United Kingdom, Karnan in Germany, Boardwalk Bullet, the lone U.S. representative, DC Rivals in Australia, and Ijanaika in Japan. We don't have any repeat countries anymore. So, I got the wheel ready. Go and ahead. Spin the wheel. And... They're going with Nemesis at Alton Towers. Mm, Who wants to go first? Let's let the guests go first. Okay. So I actually did a little bit more homework than the actual host here. Because I actually went ahead and watched the eight POVs for all the coasters like an hour ago. What a guy. It's a little bit more fresh in my mind. Um, And I also made my list of the eight just because figured uh may as well have it sorted out although i i keep being torn and moving things around so you know if you ask me another day it might change yeah that's how it is you want a job as as a podcast (laughs) i don't know about that as far as um nemesis goes though uh i love all the inverts that i have written um which I'm at four or five now, I believe. Uh, I've written all three in California, and then also Afterburn and Banshee. And even after writing only ah, five, so the they two do worst seem ones. very similar. But Nemesis looks incredible just because of the scenery, and the track on it looks really cool. I like the old design that it had, and the new design also looks really cool. And just going through the trenches and stuff looks very cool. But because of how similar each invert feels, uh, I do have Nemesis at number eight on my list mm. out of the, the rides that you guys chose. Hmm. What was the ride you were hoping for? Uh, I wasn't really hoping for a particular one. If you had to, Although, like, what was your number one? Let's ask that. Well, just, yeah, you okay. can just run through your list. Just go sure. ahead and tell us, like, You're yeah. only going to be okay. on here one time, I think, so. Uh, I I believe so, too. Um, <laughs> so, Nemesis, of course, is number eight. Number seven, uh, well, I mean, no matter where my list goes, it's going to be controversial, but at seven, I actually have Karnin, just because okay. the layout of it doesn't seem that special after besides the the drop in that first element after it and just because of the the coolness factor of how unique it is but the, the layout doesn't look too great i think 
And then this one, I think you guys are not going to like, but at number six, I have DC Rivals. Um, still looks incredible, and especially I love the the back seat. But just looking at the other coasters that I have above it, I can put it any higher. And then number five, I have Flying Dinosaur. I absolutely love Tatsu, and I mean, if this ride just blows it out of the water, then uh, it's it's hard to imagine flying coaster getting that much better. And then number four, I have Boardwalk Bullet. Um, kind of an underdog one, because I believe you guys both have that one pretty low. But that one, I saw a nighttime backseat POV of it, and it just looks incredible. And the pacing and just every element coming at you so fast, along with like all the wood that you're going through and stuff. So I kind of have that one pretty high. And then number three, I have Haikuge, just because I love RMCs. They always have such great elements, such great pacing, and a really good mix of elements on that ride. Uh, the first drop also looks great, and so does uh, the double down on it. And then, as you guys know, X2 is my number one coaster. So, of course, the two rides that are similar to it have to be one and two, just because they, they have that extra craziness factor. Um, so I have Ride to Happiness, number two, Edge and Ica, number one. Edge and Ica just it has to be above, just because of x2's crazy layout and if edge and truly is just a bigger x2 but with a better layout and uh better elements and smoother like how can that not be the number one bucket list coaster yeah i'm with you yeah that's a pretty um, solid list yeah i mean i'm gonna save like some of it for when we actually get to some of the rides but yeah I'm really of course surprised by uh, how much you and me agree in some spots so yeah yeah no but i mean i think you hit on pretty much everything especially with nemesis um it does look awesome and then with i both me and jack and you think you, you know this we both really like terrain coasters and even though it's not yep. quite like your usual terrain coaster it's it's cool to have a different style of that I think, um, and while it's on the shorter side by a lot, and maybe the layout, if it wasn't in that terrain, wouldn't be too special. I think like the, the, the near miss factors and the sense of speed will be awesome. And I mean, I'm sure it's intense, just like the, uh, all the other BNM inverts, you know, pretty much all of them. Um, so I think it'll be like if I'd ever do get to it, a really cool ride. I don't know if it'll be my favorite invert, but I could definitely see it being like top three somewhere. Um, but yeah, ne Nemesis looks super cool. I will say that, you know, a lot of BNM members do feel the same, but I kind of think that Nemesis could be the one that feels different just because of that setting. Like outside of Black Mamba, what being an invert are you going to experience where you're like that close into everything you know because all the ones over here in the u.s have like bigger more swooping layouts or it's just compact track nothing else really in the way you know so but on the list i put nemesis at five because i love the uniqueness factor 
and while BM inverts are never going to rank like top 10 top 15 for me um i always like them like they're, they're just always reliable and having that but a little bit different at the same time i think it can be a really good combo And now it's my turn to rip inverts a new one because I think inverts are overrated. You think yeah. Goblin Guys is overrated? Okay. Yeah, I do. I think all inverts are overrated. I think it's like it's mainstream coaster models. It's my least favorite. Uh, yeah. My favorite invert is still Talon. And then Batman the Rise of Denver, Georgia. And then Alpengeist. That piece of blue and gold... I'm just going to rip inverts a new one. That piece of blue and gold garbage in Florida can go rot in a dumpster. Uh, that piece of purple faded red and blue trash in Ohio can go rot in a dumpster. Uh, the green one in northern Ohio is not bad. Um, Monster Gronoland, not bad. Uh, yeah, just the rest, uh, Afterburn, that, that one, rot in a dumpster. Uh, they're all terrible. But Nemesis might be one of the exceptions to my rule. Because it has terrain. And is 90s B&M and not modern B&M. But it's about to be modern BM. So I don't know. I this probably if I gotten to write it before it got retracted would have ranked higher for me. Uh but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna kind of assuming because I'm basing this off the version I'm going to ride, which is the new version, and we have no idea how that's gonna ride yet. So I'm a little <laughs> farther down. I think prior to it probably would have been in my top half of this, but it's gonna sit in my bottom half. It's at six. I'm not saying inverts are terrible coasters. I'm just saying they're like my least favorite coaster model. Just don't come at me, but I know you all will. Well, it doesn't have to be in your top 25 for it to be not garbage. Well, yeah, but like they're just across the whole forgettable. Klaus, have you forgotten your rides on Banshee? No, I have not. Uh... Crazy. I absolutely loved Banshee, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Sounds so like someone's a bit bad. Someone's just spoiled. Oh, I know. I have good coasters to ride instead of pieces of garbage. No, not everything is Tiger and Fly. Uh -huh. Yeah. No. Uh, if you want to talk about 90s BM, you just told Monty to go in the garbage. And so, well, yeah, because it's terrible. Alpengeist to go in the garbage. Alpengeist, no, Alpengeist can survive because, like, Cobra Roll alone just makes me happy. But Montu, I just don't get it. It's not intense. It's not for, like it has it, its off days. I will give you that. But, and also, Batwings. Can we just talk intense. about Batwings and how? overrated they are i also think the batwing is overrated but i also think that the rest of the first half is crazy intense and if you get a day where the trims aren't hitting on the mid course the second half is gonna have forces too we just talked about how you have to have no trims on mamba to enjoy it so you should get what i'm talking about but it's a b and m it should just be good no matter what 
Oh, so now we're just going with different standards based on manufacture. Yeah, we are. Are you gonna okay. judge a Vacoma so, the same way you're so gonna you're judge gonna put, a? You're gonna B&M? put top three. Are you gonna put top top thrill in like your top ten when it's just a mid ride, but because it's Zamparla and it's better than all the rest? Are you still we're doing now? Maybe, maybe that's how I'll do my rankings. Maybe I'm just gonna throw darts at a printed out version of my spreadsheet, and the first ten coasters I hit are my top ten. Pretty sure that's what you've been doing this whole time. Shut up, Klaus. I know what he'll actually do is that he'll take the ten most recent coasters that he's ridden that are new to him and <laughs> number one. Your phone just fell over out of shock because it knows you're a liar. Oh, my phone's being charged. Um, yeah. So, well, it's two against one. This is why we wanted Klaus on the show. Um, and he even put it at number eight, and he didn't say what you said. Thank you, Klaus. You're a good friend. You're welcome. Um, that was ride of the ride of the week. Uh, Jack's wrong. Now we got some questions. Uh, let's let's do a quick check, Jack. Did we get any more new ones? Oh, that's a great question. Lo- love that. That's the first question of our questions. We did get a new one. What? Let's start with that one. It's from your birthday, buddy. Oh. What makes a good milestone cred with eyeballs following it? Because she wants. Did I tell Kelly what my 500 is going to be? I can't remember who knows and who doesn't know. And neither of you say it because I'm not saying what it is <laughs> until it happens. You going to answer the question? Well, I think it's got to go to. But I just bleeped that, so you have no idea what I said. I was asking about Kelly's it. question, not what your 500 is going to be. Well, but I mean, it's got to be something cool, right? Or absolutely so lame it's cool. All right. Okay, uh, what, Klaus, what are... do you want to give a more concrete answer? Well, what have um... your milestones been? My milestones? Yes, what have your milestones been? My milestones have been Fury, Skyrush, and X2. That's pretty good. Remaining meeting time, 10 minutes. Well, then we'll just start another one after that. (laughs) We're recording differently because of Klaus's issues. Thank you, Klaus. Um, We love Klaus. So you want to give a more concrete answer, Klaus, since Jack's being weird. Yeah, so I'd say it uh it has to be a iconic roller coaster and it has to be a very high regarded coaster. You know, if you're on a long coaster trip, it's probably gonna be one of the the coasters that you have the most type for that kind of the coaster that you are doing the, the trip for. Or you can go the, the silly route, such as doing a kitty coaster. So it's kind of polar opposites, I'd say. You know what would be like a pretty good milestone coaster? Don't you say it. Don't you say it. That would be a good one. That would be a good one. I don't know why Jack hasn't made that one of his milestones. (laughs) Someone should try that sometime. (laughs) Uh, Daggers into your body. I'm staring daggers into your body right now. I agree with everything that Klaus said. I don't necessarily think it has to be a great ride. Like it can be 
something that's iconic, something that's historic, or just something that is like you're excited for, even if, you know, it's not a resounding top 10 coaster in the world. Like if you're excited for it and you like it from an outsider's point of view, go for it. And if you want to make that your milestone, that I think that's perfectly fine as well. And then, yes, if you want to, you can go the, the silly route. But at the end of the day, if it's special to you, good. If you don't care about your milestones and you make it whatever, that's fine too. So, and that's the secret to life. No, I mean, I think it, yeah, that's what both of you said. It's got to be like, if it's something cool, awesome. If it's like a coaster you're seeking out to make that credit awesome. But like at the end of the day, all of my milestones are wrong because I've remembered that I've ridden another coaster and thrown the count off or I forgot to add something to my spreadsheet. So, literally, every single one of my milestones is wrong. So at the end of the day, it's just a number. It doesn't really matter that but much. But those will still be your milestone coasters. Either. Yes, I do. I do think that like if you like ride something like this is my 400th coaster, that's your 400th, even if it was your 401, which is what mine was because I forgot to put West Coast Racers on my spreadsheet. Rip. Well, that's all right. It's still your 400. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for the question, Kelly. Okay, let's go to the next one. Is it bad that Tokyo Trackster 2.0 is in parallel? Let's get some well, opinions. Well, depends on who you ask. If you ask a Cedar Point fanboy or an Intamin fanboy, probably. If you ask me, no, because it makes me laugh at the Cedar Point fanboys and the Intamin fanboys. Klaus? I think we're really going to have to wait to see how the ride is to determine that because... I mean, we've never seen a Zamperla like this. Maybe, you know, they get it, they get it right on their their first try, comes out perfect. It's reliable, and still a very punchy launch. But there's also that chance that, you know, it's not as forceful as what it was, and you know, it's down all the time, has tons of issues like a prototype. So, it, it's definitely a gamble, and I think we'll have to wait and see how it turns out. I'm with you. I think we just got to wait. Um, I think we should all give Zamperla a fair shot, but we got to wait at the end of the day. And I think it's going to be a good ride, um, at least. Is it going to be the same as Dragster was is more of the question. I don't know. I think the only issue that the ride could end up with, based off of what some people have said, would be like roughness because there are some Zamperlas out there that don't run the smoothest. So we'll just have to find out. Maybe they've taken that step up and it ends up running great. But like Klaus said, we just have to wait and see. So is it bad? No. Could it be bad? Yeah. But it could also be good. Yeah. All right. Jack but also watching question. Cedar Point fanboys cry is fun. Okay. You can't deny that I'm wrong. It, it It's kind of funny. Okay, next question is from he who shall not be named. Unlimited travel money. Never ride a U.S. coaster again or never ride a non-U.S. coaster again. So we have all of the money in the world to travel to Europe, to Asia, to wherever, to ride all of those wonderful coasters over there, but we can never ride a U.S. coaster again. Or we can never ride any coasters overseas and only ride 
U.S. coasters for the rest of our life. But again, our travel's covered. I have two answers to this. I'm going with traveling overseas, never riding a U.S. coaster again. Because as much as I would mix Fury and X2, Wildfire and Fly exist, and Asia Nika and DC Rivals, and pretty much every coaster on our bucket list list thingy. But then also, I'm going to buy myself a bucket, declare the sovereign nation, and then travel around in that in the U.S. And then technically, I'm not in the U.S., but I can still ride U.S. coasters because the bucket that I'm in is a sovereign nation, not named the United States. As a former write-off, I don't think I'd let you ride with the. You know what? No one asked your bucket. Yeah, I don't know if that's how that's going to work, but it works creative. in my head, and it's gonna, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, what do you think, Ross? Uh, it's really tough because I I truly believe that the U.S. is the best country as far as roller coasters go. And there are a lot of countries that come close, but if you're missing out on the U.S., you are missing out on a big chunk of coasters. Uh, and also just the convenience factor of living in the U.S., it would be a lot tougher. Um, you know, right now, Great America is only a 10-minute drive, and you can go there all the time and ride the coasters very easily. And even if I don't have to worry about the expenses, it's still a, quite an inconvenience to fly to another continent to ride a top-tier coaster. But I think I would still have the same answer as Jack and say, just do international coasters if I had all the money in the world. Okay. I, I think time it's... traveler or to not time traveler. That's the question going through Chris's head right it's now. Pretty I'm much just... <laughs> it's a, uh, that's a, I think, uh, like at first you definitely would say oh well, outside of the u.s like there's so many good rides and you get to travel around the whole world and all um and also stuff that i haven't ridden but the more i think about it the u.s is also a safer option because i know i love the coasters here and i know my number one is here and klaus is right that it would be more convenient to be able to travel around here and a lot of this stuff in Europe, I mean, I don't know for sure how good it is. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. I could go either way, but I would say the U.S. Because I know for sure that I really like the coasters here. Um, no, I love Time Traveler, I love Fury, Voyage, all those. Um, and also, like, you go overseas, never riding a B&M Giga again. Ne never writing what else there there's got to be some other stuff but like, i feel like the u.s has the best wooden coaster collection there are really? a handful of really good wooden roller coasters outside the u.s but for the most part like all the historic wooden roller coasters are here all your ccis would be out the window jack i'm i'm gonna go u.s Okay, and I respect it. I mean, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with this. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally going with, like, more of my top tens on Europe. So that's kind of where I'm leaning with that. Um, okay, so the next question we had 
uh, was, let me make sure, what is your favorite 80s song? It's a completely off topic for us, but you know what? Why not? Sounds just deep in thought. I am. Oh, the Police are my favorite band, but their first album came out, I believe, in 79, not in the 80s. I, I believe their debut you are album. correct. Yeah, I believe you are correct. So if I pick a Police song, it has to be something from not on the first album. Yeah, it came out in 78. And then their second one was, or yeah, then second album was nineteen eighty. I am going to go. I don't know. I'm. You can go for it. Oh, there's so many good options for this. This is the problem. I need to look at... Wait, when did that song come out? Miles, since they're both thinking so deeply, I guess I'll just... Yeah, I'm thinking a little too hard about this. Say that I don't really have an answer because I don't listen to 80s music, but uh, there's this one song that comes out at work. It's like really catchy. It's like uh, it's the 99 uh, Red Balloons one. It's like <laughs> so that's in my head sometimes. I don't even know if it's a good song or not. I've never listened to it outside of hearing it at work. Uh, but I did look up when I saw the question, if it came out in the 80s, and it did. So that's going to be my answer. All right, now one of y'all got to finish thinking. I'm just like... <laughs> Give me like five seconds. One. Oh, I'm, don't stop believing. Okay, there you go. There's my favorite answer. I, I can't think of it. I mean, would you, I can't think of anything else. I mean, I mean, Don't Stop Believing came out in the 80s, which means like everything on Separate Ways came out in the 80s. So, I mean, you could go with like Wheel in the Sky or anything. Uh, there's so many options. Honestly, I can't pick one. So mine is a bit of a stereotypical pick. Um, I think for a lot of people, when they think of 80s songs, there's definitely one that comes up. But if you say... Loved for a very long time. Do you want to guess? Or do you want me to say? Uh, just don't Rick roll us. Oh no! Uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Okay. Tears tears. Actually, a very. I good mean, answer. but is it because how many times do you get that when you write Guardians? I do get it often, and I still think it's a good song. So. Okay, fair. That's a good answer, Klaus. Thank you. I mean, the Pini Colada song, there's a good choice. Did that come out in the 80s or was that late 70s? I can't remember. The, the 70s and 80s are totally blending together for me when this answer mm -hmm. came up. Almost all of my favorite albums are late 70s. And so it's just like, well. I'm going to switch. I had to look 
I'm I had to look when uh, when the Boston album came out, and that was in the seventies. Gotcha. Well, thank you for the different question. Maybe we'll have more stuff like that in the future. Um, or maybe we won't. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Klaus. That's a good one. And this last one, why is Jack dragging Andrew to Cedar Point? Because I want to ride Maverick. And that's about it. I don't even understand what that means. Um, We're going to Cedar Point on Saturday. So, okay. Gotcha. That's that's what that means. I think Jack's real answer is to ride Still Vengeance. No, it's not. I want to ride Mavi. I think it's actually to ride Rougarou and Raptor and Gatekeeper about Raven. Raptor, yes. Rougarou, Ruga Snooze, and Gate Sleeper. And birds were trash. I did you not listen to what I said? I said that green one in the north of Ohio is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Hmm. I don't care. But um, I'm just I want to ride Millennium Force and I want to ride Maverick. And that's the only two reasons I want to go to your point. Magnum. Well, I guess Magnum Row 3, but after Mamba, I'm like, do I want to spoil the memory of Mamba by riding Magnum? All right, whatever. So, we have a guest for a reason. Klaus, let's chat. Do we want to do maintenance stuff first or coaster opinions first? Oh, I was thinking I was thinking we do the the, the coaster trips recap. Okay. So, we're going to hear from all three of us because we all went on this first trip that we can talk about. Cost me and Jack's trip to Holiday World mm-hmm. and Dollywood. And I don't know what's going on in Jack's room right now. He He's like melting. <laughs> My jaw just like <laughs> locked up. I yawned and everything hurt. Mm-hmm. Ow. Oh, I hate that feeling. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I'm I'm here. Y'all start talking. Okay. So obviously me and Jack have both okay. been to, to Holiday World and Dollywood many times. So let's hear your thoughts going into the trip first, Klaus. Yes. So before this trip, I'd only been on one roller coaster outside of California, and that was the New York New York coaster in Vegas. So as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't really count. This is my first outside of the state trip. And uh it was a lot to take in. Um, every, every step of the way, pretty much, until we got on Voyage, because that was the first poster we did, it just it didn't feel real. You know, traveling to Tennessee, flying over, didn't feel real. It didn't feel like, you know, I'm actually going to ride these coasters. And then just driving on the road, our first road trip was incredible. Um, I, I seeing Voyage, that Can lift just- hill. Can we just back up? What was the first thing we did after you got off the plane? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so we got there late at night, at, at least nine o'clock, probably later. And mm-hmm. we went to Waffle House, which I had never been to Waffle House before. But uh, supposedly that that is the Waffle House experiences to do it late at night. Mm-hmm. You yeah. had quite possibly had the best waffles. first Waffle House experiences I've ever witnessed because it was yes. late at night in Nashville, raining, drug deal went down, the waiter 
literally just did not want anything to do with you when you asked her what she should get and I, it was like it was <laughs> oh, forgot about perfect that. it was the perfect first waffle house experience and i got so much joy out of it yeah the late waffle house experiences just kept off for me when the the waiter or waitress just smells like cigarettes mm-hmm I think that's when you really know that you're at Waffle yes, House. Yes, I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't cigarettes. It was she weed. at the very least it looked was, like a smoker. It was 100% weed, and she was definitely... I, she, there was no way she was much older than any of us. Like, college dropout waiting tables at the Waffle House at night. I'm sorry, it's true. Why talk about Voyage and we could talk about Waffle House? I mean, honestly, that's facts because Waffle House slaps. Anyway, we can move on to Voyage now. Yes. Um, so, finally getting on Voyage and it just felt unreal. It didn't feel like I'm actually riding this coaster. Walking up to it, Voyage just has such a presence because you're just positioned so well where you're looking up at it and the lift hill just looks massive, especially for a wooden roller coaster. Um, Jack, I think mentioned that the uh, the next retracking that Holiday World was going to do was those first few hills after the first it's drop, glorious. and it it, def- it definitely felt like those were the hills that needed some retracking. But it didn't bother me too much. But I absolutely loved that coaster. The terrain, the scenery, obviously, is incredible, but it's also just a absolutely perfect layout where, you know, you got the massive hills, you got the twister section, and then just that way back is just draw, dropping. Mm-hmm. And it feels so long, too. Um, there's a lot of great coasters out there where Voyage is easily twice the length of it, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that that was fun. I remember... Um... The night we got there, we drove back super late and we drove on the road where you can see Voyage on the side. And and uh, you definitely had a good uh, first reaction to to seeing such like an, uh, an exciting ride for the first time, yeah. uh, especially when you've never even been out of the state. Yeah, uh, it was quite the experience and Voyage. I mean, it was running good as always. Those first mm-hmm. two were definitely the they were a little bit rough that day, but that way back is just it's it's incredible. I love that part. Yeah, and, they and it ended up not being that busy of a day either. So yeah. we we rode Voyage a bunch of times. And I remember at one point I was kind of like, "Yeah, that's definitely number two on my list after X 2 Yeah, it was running really good that day. I mean, obviously, Legend Raven Thunderbird also all fantastic. We got Thunderbird in boost mode that day too, which is just cherry on top. You've only ridden Thunderbird when it's going too fast. Yeah, Thunderbird was something else that day. That one kept having gray out moments on it. That layout, I don't think you can get a more perfect layout for a wing coaster besides just adding more elements to it, maybe. But even then, like that. That was just that's like everything that you want from a wing coaster, I yeah. believe. Mm-hmm. I I almost blacked out on Thunderbird that day. Like I was I was dark gray. It was <laughs> it was hitting us in the feels. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was running great. And then what did you think of the other two wooden coasters? Yeah, so the other two coasters, Raven and 
Legend. Um, I believe we only got to ride Legend once and Raven twice, so I don't remember um as well, but they were both very fun coasters, great terrain. Uh, I love how Legend is just like diving in between the water slides. I think that's such a cool element that it has. And it's it's cool how Holiday World treats their water roller coasters so well and is so good at uh, maintaining them. Yeah. I wish uh, Legend would have been running a little bit better that day. I remember it, was, it wasn't quite as good as my visit before that one. Um, but it was still running well. It's just like it, when it's running really good, it could be something special. And I think he would have liked it even more. Um, Gobbler Getaway. <laughs> yes, that was a that is a, a must-do attraction every time you. you go to Holiday World. You get it. You get it. Thank you very much. Um, was there anything else that happened that day that we need to talk about? Uh, we went for a swim trying to get out of the park. Yeah, it did downpour rain um, on the way The whole out. way home? Yeah, it did. We yes. drove to my parents' house that night, and we actually stopped in Cookful because I was like, we're either stopping here for the night or I need caffeine. It turned out to be the latter, but... <laughs> yeah, it... It was it was pretty bad, but we made it mm-hmm. through. We got the Dollywood. We did get the Dollywood. Also, I can give my Big Bear review. I've ridden Big Bear now. Oh, well, should we do that now or should we do that? When, when, we do, well, I don't know. Figure. I don't know. It's fun. We, it, it, we are talking about Dollywood. It, it's fun. All right, let go ahead and do it, and then we'll have Klaus to his. Um, I mean, it's super long, super smooth, super fun. It's like between Dragonfly and Fire Chaser, I think. I like it more than Fire Chaser after one ride. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I can't wait to ride it more. That's really all there is to it. Thank you for that review. That was very yeah. detailed. I, Me I, and Chris. I just laughed the whole time. It was like, That's a good it was sign. just a lot of fun. Got you. Me and Chris did uh, miss Big Bear on our trip because yes. apparently Dollywood usually opens their new rides uh, opening day, but Big Bear was one that were, where they were unable to do it. But we still had an amazing day, I'd say. Um, Lightning Rod was, of twice. course. Yes, I have been to Dollywood twice now. Lightning Rod was an incredible coaster. The The first drop is awesome on it um it was kind of a a coaster where i didn't know what to expect because jack always kind of puts it down and uh you know it was his former number one roller coaster a very long time ago but now it's uh not very close to that but i absolutely loved all the elements on it um just so much time out of your seat the wave turns are awesome on it and uh, to have a roller coaster that secluded um, in that bowl section where there truly is nothing in your sight but trees and hills and just the wooden track in front of you is definitely an awesome experience. Yeah, I remember that day it was running much better than the last time both me and Jack had mm-hmm. ridden it. Um, 
It took a dip for a while in my rankings, not as drastically as it did for Jack's. After that trip, it jumped back up a little bit. For Jack, I think it jumped back up a lot of bit. It did jump back up a lot of bit, but then in my subsequent rise since then, it's fallen back down because it's not run quite as well. Good news, good news. Um, it, it's different every trip, it feels like, but I'm glad you caught it on a good day, Klaus, because mm-hmm. it... Uh, when it runs well, it runs really well. And it's such a fun ride. I love the 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 quad down, obviously, the terrain usage. I wish some of the trees were still there. And also it's you know got great theming. Um that was fun. And then I know another ride that impressed you was Thunderhead. Yes. Thunderhead I did like. Um I think I went into it with the wrong mindset because I just kept comparing it to Gold Striker. And later when we get to King's Allen, uh I did that same problem. Um, and compared to Gold Striker, it's uh, it's not quite as good. Uh, the drop, I didn't really feel anything on it, and uh, it doesn't have quite the the craziness level as what I'm used to. But it still is a great wooden roller coaster, um, and it and it does have some good elements on it, some good airtime moments. It's just not quite the pacing as another GCI, I would say. I got you. Um, yeah, th- I feel like Thunderhead's also one where I've had trips where like it's not been quite as good, and then trips where it runs amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's I. I think it's my third favorite GCI. We literally just talked about this last week. Um, I really like it and the layout and the terrain use. But yeah, they're what's up with Dollywood and hit or miss rides? I guess I don't know. It's running really good this year. I think we did. You wrote it in March. Yeah, we wrote it in March. Yes, we did. Um, it's broken even more since then. Um, and it's running incredible. But yeah, I think I'm trying to like, it's one of those things with it being my home park. I can't remember how rides were riding the day we were there, because I've ridden them all so many times, they just blend together. Yeah. Uh, Wild Eagle was another coaster that I liked a lot. Um, kind of came in with the expectations of, well, it's not going to be as good as Thunderbird, which I just rode the day before, but I still really liked it. The The straight drop on it was really fun. It gives a lot of airtime, surprisingly, especially in a vest restraint. Um, and all the elements on it are also very good, I think, mm-hmm. where it has a lot of forces. And just the the location of it being up on top of a hill is super cool as well. Yeah, yeah it sounds like you understood what uh, me and Jack have been kind of preaching for years about it, that the drop in the back row is, is super fun. Um, when the I was National there, Treasure. Blazing Fury. <laughs> which did, I did not recite the script on. Did I, with with me you didn't. Did you do it with Klaus the second time? No. I don't we didn't ride it the second time. So. I don't think we did ride it the second time into Dollywood. He did get the mystery mind credit though, if I recall. Okay, I gotta be told about that because I wasn't Okay, that's right. Mystery mind kept going down and having issues both days we were there but we uh we uh the second day 
but I was there with Jack on a separate trip later in the year. Um, we, we, uh, when it was down, we kind of waited for it to open back up so we could get on it right away. And I really did not like Mystery Mine. Um, this was so long ago, I forgot what happened. I think it was at one point somewhere I got hit on the side of my neck or something. Um, but I was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was towards the end of the ride, but basically the, the first two thirds of the ride suck, I think, um, just not good elements on it. And I don't know exactly what happened, but there's something that was super painful. Oh no, it was my ear. One of my ears, uh, was hurting pretty badly after that one ride, but yeah. then the ending little roll into the, uh, dive loop, I guess you could call it. Um, that I did like a lot, the finale, but yeah. outside of that, it just was not enjoyable at all. Yeah. Like that. Maybe yeah, not so... as painful as a boomerang, but just not <laughs> enjoyable. I was uh, so focused on preventing myself from getting hurt on riding it. I forgot to tell Klaus to, you know, grab those handlebars and pull yourself forward for the entire thing. Oh my goodness. Because uh, that's about the only way to survive that coaster. Yeah, I'll uh, say uh it's I hate the restraints and it's got its rough patches, but the second half is good and I'll always appreciate the theming. But I'm not gonna say that it's it's smooth ride or anything. So it used to be so much better too. I used to love that coaster and it's just gotten so rough over time. Yeah, it's it's one of those rides where you always gotta brace for it. Um okay, let's see. Tennessee Tornado and Fire Chaser. Yeah. I know Tornado we only did once on my trip. So now I I wanna know what happened the second trip. If you rerode, did you like it more? Uh yes, I I do believe that we rewrote it. And on that first trip, we wrote it just once. Um, I did find it to be a really fun coaster. That that first drop is very unique, I would say, and is a fantastic first drop. Um, the loop is shaped so weirdly. I don't know who decided to shape a loop like that. Like It, it feels like you kind of tilt one way going up and then you all of a sudden tilt the other way and it was just a, a really strangely shaped element but it was very interesting for sure and I did like it um, and then it is a very short ride unfortunately but I still it's still nice to see kind of what an arrow looper could be because that ride just runs so well yeah um, yeah I'm with you I It'll, it's always a ride that's just like super fun, but it's not like incredible. First drop, the whole, all the inversions are super intense. It is a little bit short though, and I know Jack uh, feels the same way. Mm -hmm. And I we do love that chaser. And also Dragonfly. Oh, Dragonfly yes. Dragonfly. Yeah, Dragonfly and Fire Chaser, both fun coasters. Um, Fire Chaser has a nice length to it, but those are both rides that get very long queues understandably so so i'm not too sure if they're worth the wait and as someone who kind of is used to disney coasters for family coasters there's kind of nothing uh nothing noteworthy i would say yeah but still for 
still good rides to have in the park for the demographic demographic that they're going for. Yeah, I think Fire Fire Chaser, uh Fire Chaser is almost more enjoyable to watch off-ride than it is to ride. Like the the terrain, it's really pretty, all the theming, uh the switch tracks, you know, it's it's just fun to watch. Not so fun to wait in that hour-long line to to ride it. Um and it doesn't really do much other than that. But yeah, compared to Disney coasters, it's it's not really anything to write home about. Yeah. So, so uh, let's see. What else have we done? I believe our uh, next trip was King's Island. Ah, yes. The Island of Kings, King's Island. King's Island. Yes. So this is a trip that we did in October. And as someone who has lived in California my whole life, this is a little bit outside of coasters, but I have never experienced seasons before. Um and oh, so yeah, to be this was so much in fun. Tennessee and to drive from Tennessee to Ohio uh was just incredible. Um the whole time I was just looking out the window admiring the beauty of the fall colors and Jack kind of was like, eh, it's not, it's not the peak. This isn't, you know, the best, but for me as someone who hadn't seen it before, it was just incredibly beautiful. Um, and also at Kings Island, there were some nice fall colors too. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was something that was very special to experience. I'd say. I will say in my defense, I was coming off the fact that I had been in New England the week before and gotten to see all of those fall colors. So, but it was definitely not peak, but it was pretty. It was a very pretty weekend. It was a lot of fun. I love Kings Island. That was a good trip. Yes, that was an incredible trip. Um, the top five at that park, for the most part, absolutely blew me away. Uh, I forgot the order that we rode them in, but so I'll just kind of go in a random order. Um, but I'll start with Banshee, which is a ride that Jack doesn't care too much for, although he did admit that it was running good. I don't know what you're we talking it, about. I believe. No, I, I believe you, what? you. You said that it was a better ride than what you were used to. I, I don't know um, what you're talking about, Klaus. But. Banshee, as someone who's ridden, you know, the smaller inverts that are in California, uh, it just blew me away. Those elements on it are absolutely massive. That first drop is very cool. And the way that it uh, keeps going faster through the layout, because you're kind of going down the, the sloped land, was really cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's my favorite invert. It's leagues above the other inverts i would say uh i'm definitely a banshee fanboy um i guess and then diamondback was also a very fun coaster that was my first bnm hyper um and i we only rode that once i believe but i did absolutely love it every airtime hill uh totally hit and the splashdown was also a very cool element um, my favorite ride, and this is a ride that just 100% blew me away, was Orion, 
Um, I am a very big Orion fan. Uh, I'm wearing the shirt for it right now, which Chris and Jack can see. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That coaster just was totally nuts. I had never been on a coaster uh, quite that fast. And me and Jack rode it in the front row at night because it was during haunt. And that was one of the most incredible experiences. Um, it just felt like you were flying. You couldn't hear anything near you. And then the elements on it too were really fun. I like that speed hill. I like the, uh, just that one massive hill. And then also um, the wave turn on it, I believe is what it's called. Um, just all great elements on it. Uh, I have now ridden Fury and I do like Fury more, although we will get to that. But Orion just blew me away. Jack, anything you want to say about our King's Island day? Uh, did you bring up Pat? Did you mention that Dan was there? Oh, yes. I also got to Shout meet, meet Dan. Dan. Um, he was there with us. We were there at King's Island for like a full day and a half day. I want to say and he was he's there with, mm-hmm. with us most of the trip. Um Having him around with us was a lot of fun. Um, Mystic Timbers, we only rode once, unfortunately. And I was let down by it. Jack said that it did not ride quite as well when we rode it. Um, But I just had the wrong mindset. I just kept thinking, oh, do I like this more than Gold Striker rather than just enjoying the ride? And I do like Gold Striker a fair amount more than it jack anything you want to say about mystic eh. all right <laughs> well i and think then, that's one that you're gonna have to rewrite one day yes uh that is definitely if i were to make a, a list of like the coasters that need a rewrite um mystic would definitely be number one on that list because i do need to experience it when it is running well um and then Beast was, you know, not not the greatest coaster ever. Um, not, you know, S tier like some of the other coasters that I've ridden on these recent trips. But it was still a very fun ride. And we had this really cool moment where uh, there was a valley that was completely covered in fog. This was on a night ride. Uh, Jack, do you remember this? Where the ride basically dove into the fog and... It was it was really strange because you just the track just completely disappeared in front of you. That sounds and then you awesome. went into that fog. It was one and... of the best beast rides I've ever had. That yeah, that was awesome. that was something else. It was like the most perfect timing. I I bet the train before us or the train behind us probably didn't even get to experience that. It was such a perfectly timed moment. But Kings wow. Island blew me away. I absolutely loved that park. Absolutely loved most of the top five coasters there man um, um well here's what i'll say you got a beast night ride before i did and i've been there many times so oh yeah, yeah. i but now you're making me want to make that a priority next time banshee thank you for being on team banshee it's my second favorite yes it's a great ride yes. and nobody here will debate that diamondback <laughs> you know my feelings on diamondback yeah i've grown i've grown uh to a point where I can appreciate Diamondback and like how good it is, but I, it's still not 
Mako, it's not Goliath. Um, Orion, I also love Orion. It's every time I think about that ride, I realize how much I love it even more. Um, it's not Fury, but it's really, really good. Um, Mystic, I, Mystic has has my heart, as Bryant said in this morning's Coaster Three Six Five review. He he said Mystic Timbers has my heart. It has mine as well, Bryant. Um, I think it's a great ride, and you need to rewrite it. And Beast, I even really like Beast during the day, so I need to get a night ride on it one day. But I'm glad you had a fun day. Did anything uh, anything else stick out to you? Um, I believe that was it. I just uh, I thought that Kings Island was a great park. Like I pretty much had no complaints about it. I thought the food there was good. The overall layout of the park was really cool. I think the Eiffel Tower is a really cool iconic thing that kind of sets that park apart from other parks with the exception of King's Dominion. But it's a very cool entrance that you walk into. Yeah. yeah and overall you. just a very nice park. I can understand why it gets so much rave reviews. It is very deserving of that. How did it feel going to like kind of this massive Cedar Fair park compared to like CGA, which is a bit on the smaller side? Yeah, it was it was definitely very interesting. You could tell that this is the park that draws massive crowds. The parking lot was massive. Um, just the rides had such a presence to them. Uh, seeing Orion the first time, that left hill just looks massive, even if it's not 300 feet tall. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it was just an incredible park for sure. And to see uh, to see how many how well staffed they were too uh, and just the love that that park gets like you can tell that this is a park that gets a lot of attention has a bigger budget and seems like they're know what they're doing at that park yeah now carowinds yes me and jack also went to carowinds carowinds i had a great day at carowinds we had a well, great we day at carowinds it my dad had the best day of all of us at Carolines because the little uh, I'm not going to say the name I want to call him. Sparky sat on Fury for like four hours. Yes. Uh, so it was supposed to rain in the morning. Mm-hmm. It either did for like 20 minutes or it, it didn't, but that kind of scared away all the crowds. So mm-hmm. we had a very light day. Um, seeing Fury the night before was awesome um you could just see the the green light and just the massive structure that it is and you know just couldn't stop thinking about how i'm finally gonna get on my number one bucket list roller coaster because that's what fury was for a very long time and uh you guys talked or we talked earlier about credits and milestones and i almost messed up my milestone but Jack fixed it the, either the night before or like right before the trip where he's like, I want to make a spreadsheet for you so we can go through it. And I would have been off on my count if he didn't do that. So I'm so glad that he did because Fury is officially my 100th roller coaster. Wow. We share that. Yes. Wow. We do share that milestone. <laughs> I had my... to write almost everything at the park before we got on Fury. God, this sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
Uh, it is. We we did almost everything. And Jack's dad, as soon as we walked in the door, ditched us Go. and Bye. went straight to Fury. Straight to Fury. Had no Do interest expect... in us credit running the park. Do we expect anything else from my dad? No. No. Not really. Not at all. Um, I don't remember which of the big four we got on first. I think Intimidator. Just, uh, I think it was Intimidator. Also sounds Intimidator, I absolutely loved. So, Chris, yes, or one of the most recent podcasts, you guys said, uh, went over underrated coasters, and you said Intimidator, and uh, I, I was very happy then because Intimidator was a ride that I absolutely loved. Um, that coaster was running very well when we rode it. I actually like Intimidator more than Diamondback. And I told Jack that after like a couple rides on it, um, all of the first, the first drop, all the hills, the turnaround was great. I just absolutely love that ride. It made me a little angry that, uh, you know, two Cedar Fair parks that get love and get a BM <laughs> Hyper in Great America doesn't receive that same love. But it's all right because uh, Intimidator was just a fantastic coaster. Yeah. Thank, um, thank you for saying that because I'll go ahead and, and throw this out right now. Was I finished the spreadsheet that, you know, I've talked about that I've been working on. And uh, I'll go ahead and compare Intimidator and Diamondback for you since you threw out the hot take that Intimidator is better than Diamondback. Diamondback is my 57. Intimidator is my 53. So I, I, I agree with you. Intimidator, I think, based on my most recent rides, is better than Diamondback. Yeah, Intimidator Ooh, that's is running fantastic. You said it yourself a couple weeks ago that Intimidator has been running great. Like, yeah, I agree it's been running great, but I don't know if it's running Diamondback great. Well, Diamondback never runs fast, so. Just because you haven't gotten a fast ride on it doesn't mean it doesn't run fast. Diamondback runs mid and mid only. My dad's going to hunt you down. Ooh. I know, so scary. Uh, cookie Monster's coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. Um, How about Copperhead? Yes, so Copperhead was a very fun ride. Uh. The launch, uh, it was it was decent. You know, it's not terrible or anything, but it doesn't compare to other extreme launch coasters by any means. But it is still a very fun ride. I like the layout. It's a good mix of elements and stuff and definitely a, a good fit for that park, I'd say. Um, and then Afterburn, I liked a lot as well. I thought the elements on it were very good. Um, it, it's it's kind of in the same range as Silver Bullet, I'd say. Where, because I actually love Silver Bullet. Um, and those are both two fantastic inverts that just aren't quite as good as Banshee, but still very fun rides. And of course, we did all the other coasters at Carowinds, but the main reason we're there really just to get on Fury three two five. Um. And that was a coaster that was just incredible. Um, I absolutely loved it. Have no complaints about that ride. Orion blew me away. And I remember kind of thinking like, oh, is it going to be that much better than Orion? But like, it is a step or two above Orion. Yeah. 
Um, and we wrote it a couple of times and then we got to write it in the front row, if you remember Jack. And writing it in the front row was, was not even comparable to any other row. Uh, the 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 wind just comes so fast at you. You can't hear anything. You feel like you're in a wind tunnel. It keeps that speed through like the whole layout almost. And like, there's just so many good elements. I can't even remember like, you know, like, oh, this element was fantastic or anything. It was just, it was all really good. Yeah, it's one of those rides that like hits uh like there there are great rides and then there's fury. Like it hits another level and it's it's really really close to coaster perfection. It, I I don't really think any other ride as far as like strictly coaster gets that close to being perfect as as fury does. Mhm. Yeah, I yeah. think if you Try to be scary. as objective as possible. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. you kind of have to say that Fury is uh, a perfect coaster. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I mean, it's like people all the time ask me, like, you know, what's your favorite coaster? And I'm like, oh, it's Wildfire Calmar. And it's like, but what's the best coaster? And my answer is Fury. Yeah, I think I would say the same thing. Yeah. I love Time Traveler, but. Fury is is really the best. Like, mm -hmm. I think Fury and Voyage, in my opinion, are mm -hmm. the two best. Yeah. Um, Klaus, I'm going to ask you two more questions. Okay. First, how terrible was Nighthawk? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so I actually didn't need that credit it. to uh, to get to a hundred and get on Fury. But after a while, I was like, we, we kind of decided that we would ride it. And so I did get on it. Okay. And I was expecting it to be just absolutely horrendous. But I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it vibrated a lot. And then there was one part that I remember I really didn't like. I believe it was probably the loop that was really just not enjoyable. But besides mm. that, there were a lot of moments where it was kind of floating around um just flying around and it wasn't terrible it was kind of like oh this is kind of enjoyable like i actually had parts of the ride that i thought were almost enjoyable but there were a couple moments too where it just was not a fun ride um and but it wasn't straight up painful like mystery mine. Of it. you thought mystery mine was more painful you must have had like I a did. really really either you were on an absolute high from from Fury, or you just got really lucky. And based on what I, Jack is showing me, I, I I think it had to have been the high because he doesn't mm -hmm. seem to have had the same experience. Mm -mm. I I think that Mystery my Mine least favorite coaster of all time. I think Mystery Mine is worse for me. I think I just I hit my ear or something really badly on Mystery Mine, if I remember correctly. Mm. That I just kind of ruined that whole ride. He and it was early. It was like in the first or second jerk, jerky turns and mystery mind. Like I remember, yeah. like looking over at him and watching his head play pinball. Oh my god! Yeah. He should have warned. But him. I was but a bad friend. I forgot to warn him. Whoops. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. So I, I would say that picking between those two, which one would I rather ride again? Not willingly, but if I was, you know, forced to. 
definitely rather re-ride Nighthawk, although both were not enjoyable. All right. Well, glad you actually didn't hate it, I guess. Um, and my last question, as far as this segment goes, can we hear the revised Klaus top 10 after all these trips? Yes. So I do have my top 10 in my notes. And uh, there are that Klaus and I also did go like get lost in the snow, which was pretty fun, but that's a story for another time. We did do that. Yes, we uh, we did a California trip where me and Jack went to Yosemite, among other places in Northern California. Um, so my top 10, uh, at number 10, I still have Joker at Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. I find that to be a very enjoyable RMC still. Number nine is Intimidator. Uh, number eight, Ghost Rider. Number seven, Twisted Colossus. Number six, Lightning Rod. Number five, Gold Striker. Uh, even after all this time, Gold Striker is still very high up on my list. I just absolutely love that ride, even as you know the top ten gets more heavy with good coasters. Um, number four is Orion. Uh, I just absolutely love both gigas that I went on, and Orion had to be towards the top, but it is not quite as good as Voyage, which is number three. Um, Voyage, just nearly a perfect coaster. And number two, I have Fury 325. Um, just an incredible, perfect ride. That Vo- Voyage and Fury 325 are, and my number one X2, those are, those three, I would say, are very high up there, just kind of breaking off from the rest of the pack. Um, but yeah, those are all just incredible coasters. And X2, I think, I, I truly don't know if anything can ever top that coaster just because of what X2 was like, especially that first experience riding it for the first time. Uh, just nothing compares to that, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know something about that. Yeah, I think uh, we all do. Yeah, I, I gotta add on one more question. Then, did you expect after all these, uh, after all these trips at X two, would still be sitting at number one? Um, I I kind of thought for the most part that it would. Um, yeah. Voyage and Fury three two five or two, or I kind of knew that these were going to be really high up. That maybe they would be my number one roller coaster. They had a lot of potential. Um, and I totally understand, you know, if people put those coasters above X2. I think that's a totally respectable opinion for either of those coasters if you say that is the best roller coaster in the world. But for me, the number one still has to be X2 just because of how insane that coaster is. And it may have its flaws with its roughness um, and it's slamming on the brakes at the end, but it's still just the most crazy layout. And just a coaster that was just absolutely unimaginable before it got built. All right. I got you. Jack? I mean, yeah. We want to talk some maintenance now? Yes. So I uh, 
I do work maintenance now at California's Great America. Um, a lot of the maintenance guys there kind of came with experience. Um, but every so often they do hire ride operators there. And basically I just kind of, I've been a ride operator for about a year and always had that plan that, you know, maintenance is something that I want to do at Great America, you know, while I'm in college. Uh, and basically did my interview and kind of expressed my love for roller coasters, my passion, kind of almost every question he gave me, I kind of found a way to like show off my knowledge, like tying it into the question. And also just as someone who's studying engineering, they also really liked that. And, you know, as a ride operator for a year, you know, I obviously have a lot of knowledge from just trying to learn about the rides and able to operate the panels and stuff. So, um, it was, uh, very nice to be hired. Um, and, um, when I first started, I was on the morning crew, which starts so early at like 4am or 5am usually, which is very rough to get used to. Um, and basically we would just do our daily inspections of the rides along with a little bit of weekly inspections. Um, but when we were on the morning crew, you pretty much were there so early that you wouldn't really get that much experience while the park was open. You kind of just did your inspections, worked on your rides, and then um, you wouldn't be there too much while the park's open. But I recently got moved to nights, maybe a month or two months ago. And so now it kind of changed where a lot of my shift is while the park is open I'm getting to go to a lot of downtime, seeing what's going on with these rides. But then we also, after the park closes, still have our morning inspections to do at night as well. Got you. So what do you like? How does, do you work all around the park? Or are you given a certain ride or a certain section or like what, how does it work? Yes. So at Great America, the park is split up into zones by the maintenance team um so for me my rides are the planet snoopy rides uh that's where a lot of the newer people start um there are 14 rides in planet snoopy two of them are coasters um one is lucy's crabby cabbies which is um just a children's coaster by enf i believe yeah and then mm -hmm. There's also Woodstock Express, which is a Intamin coaster that's uh, a little bit bigger than Cabby Cabby's, but still is a very tiny coaster. Uh, those are definitely probably my two favorite coasters to work on, um, or my two favorite rides out of those to work on. The coasters are a little bit more exciting. There is one other ride that I like to work on, which is called Peanuts Pirates. Um, I'm usually not the most familiar with the names of flat rides, but this one is a Husk break dance. And that ride is fun because part of the inspection is you actually go to this panel in the back and there is uh, basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to have the ride go too fast because you want the sensors to pick that up and stop the ride. And so you're trying to get it 
you're it's called the overspeed test and so basically uh if you don't know what a past race dance break dance is it's um it's kind of similar to a scrambler where there's kind of multiple axes that it rotates around so first you uh overspeed the the center axis so the whole ride's moving around very quickly and then you do the test where you do this the smaller ones on the outside but it's it's uh it's pretty comical to see that ride travel as fast as it does because it just looks insane and all the time I'm always like man I I kind of want to ride it while it does that because I, I wonder what that's like to experience but it's uh it's definitely something that's not allowed and that uh as far as I know no one has done got you so do you have Lucy's Krabby Krabby Cabby's credit yes I did do you get it before like when you were a little kid or did you get it after you started working no I got it after I started working at the park um I wrote it I think uh it it, it took a little bit before I wrote it I went to Great America a lot and would just lap Gold Striker flight deck and uh, Railblazer. So I, uh, I for a while kind of neglected that coaster, but eventually I did get that credit. Um, I wrote it the first time as a guest, although you can see the picture that Jack is showing Chris. I did write it. Uh, it's, it's also his contact picture in my phone now because it's hilarious. Yeah. I got you. So now, have, do you have any experience with any of the bigger rides? Yes. Um, so when the park is open, we obviously have our downtimes that we have to go to. And uh, there's there's fewer workers while the downtimes or while the park is open. Um, so a lot of the times I do go to rides that are not my rides where basically I know uh a lot about the planet soupy rides those are the rides that i do inspections on all the time and can also do um lubrications and stuff on but i also am slowly starting to learn the other rides around the park and go to those town downtimes as well there's a few rides where um i i do go by myself there's a lot of flat rides in the park that are not in planet snoopy that a lot of times i'm sent to um, and then also Skyride, I go to a lot by myself. Um, but also a lot of the times my rides kind of won't go down, but there'll be another downtime, like one of the big coasters and someone else will be sent there where that's his ride, or maybe he's more familiar with the coasters or something, but I can still go there, uh, to assist and to try to learn. So I, I would say, I'm pretty sure I've been to at least one downtime for almost every ride at Great America. Hmm. I got you. So of all of the like major coasters at Great America, what has interested you the most as far as working on it from the maintenance side when you do have to go assist and with you downtime? You can't or... say gold striker. That's my one rule. Oh. Well, that was gonna be my answer because besides gold striker, because I know it's gonna be your answer. Very well designed and has great trains. Um but I would probably point. say one of the B and M's, um, probably Flight Deck or Patriot. Both of those rides um, are relatively easy to maintain. Where you know, if everything's done properly, 
they have very little issues. Um, those rides are just so well engineered and um, yeah, I would say those coasters. Um, something interesting is that uh, Psycho Mouse, Demon, and Grizzly all have older style brakes that are with like an airbag and it's kind of like a brass piece that pushes on the, the coaster and those have to get replaced a lot um, versus newer rides like the B&Ms, they have the magnetic brakes which have relatively no maintenance and that's just kind of one example of how uh, the newer B&Ms are a lot easier to maintain and uh, I was there one time when, when we were doing the annual rehab on Demon and putting in those those brakes, fitting in those airbags was fun experience that um it took a while to do and like all the time with and this is true with like a lot of rides and stuff where it's like you take it apart and it should fit in all perfectly but it doesn't quite and you kind of have to like jam it in yeah. or um kind of figure some way out to get it to work again and it's uh not the most fun experience sometimes i got you back uh, let's see. Um, we talked about the demons. Okay, what's like the coolest place you've gotten to go in the park doing maintenance? Um, I'd say just going around the service roads is a lot of fun because you kind of get to see angles of the coasters that you don't usually get to see. Um, you can kind of get in the middle of Demon and see the ride go a full circle around you and you can also get right underneath one of the loops because there's a service road that goes directly under one of the loops and kind of the entrance and exit to it are both lockout areas but you can just stand right under it as the ride operates which is really cool to experience and see the loop kind of shaking and there's also a lot of parts of gold striker that you can um be in where the ride goes all around you and it's totally different angle to what you see as a guest. And then also, of course, the lift walks are a lot of fun. Um, I just did the Railblazer lift walk, I think, two nights ago. And that one is no joke. Um, even though it's, you know, only 100 feet, the steepness of it makes it really tough. Because I believe that lift is a 45-degree angle. And every step you take on it is super tiring. I was probably only a fifth of the way up and I was already very tired and I'm usually someone that has good stamina, so it was a little surprising. I got you. Yeah, those uh, those raptor lifts are are steep now that I think about it. I can imagine mm -hmm. that would be tiring. Yes. It, it's, it, it's not like any other staircase. It is, uh, it is quite a lot. And then also Star Tower, you can um go all the way up to the top and actually stand um, uh, on the platform that's on the top where there's nothing there but just a little rail that goes all the way around. And it's a little bit higher than the view that you get on Star Tower, but it's far more open. And that is a very cool view to do. I know some of the maintenance guys kind of eat their lunch up there or do things if, if the park's not open. Obviously, they won't do that when the park's yeah. operating. But that's a very cool spot to be as well. I got you.
Sounds like a fun job. I mean, especially for a nerd like like any of us. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, mean, I uh, yeah. I have plenty of moments where I uh, am geeking out when I should be more focusing and learning. I'd say. Right. I feel you. Yeah, I definitely have not never gotten a Snapchat of him pushing a big button on a rides panel and yes. grinning maniacally as he does it. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely me every time I parked the Railblazer trains, even though I parked those trains, you know, probably at least 10, 15 times now. It's still just as fun to do. I can imagine. Well, I mean, that's all the questions I got, Jack. Do you have anything else? I mean, I think we've covered all of it. I mean, we talked all about all of the trips and we've talked about maintenance and all of our other shenanigans. And this is like a hour and a half maybe yeah. even close to two hour episode i have no idea at yep. this point yeah we we definitely went over the time we expected but that usually means that it was pretty good mm-hmm. um so klaus thank you for coming on uh for our summer season our first guest guest of the summer season mm-hmm. um we hope you guys enjoyed and we will yes. see you in two weeks, taking next week off. Yes, we're taking next week off because I've got a road trip. Ooh, exciting. Jack, as always. I'm going to go yes. ride some really crappy coasters. I heard that. I'm going to ignore that you said that. Um, yeah. Thank you both for having me on the show. It is an honor. Of course, we had to have our, our main man I, on. We shout I, out every single week. As I say, besides, you know, like, on that shout-out list, I think you're the only person on the shout-out list that's not been on the show up until this point, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, the... I think it was definitely worth the wait, though, with all the, the trips that we had done now. Mm-hmm. And true, true. Me, uh, working maintenance, too. I got you. Yes. All right, well, we'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening. Or not next week. Two weeks. Goodbye. Two weeks. That's how it works. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.